0: The Sixers in the standings, Mitch, in the standings, they're the third best team in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, they're unproven. But I believe that they could end up the number two team in the East, the number two team probably in the NBA by season's end. Mm. We'll Very talk deep. about that. <laughs> He's like, mm. <laughs> We'll talk about that more next on Locked On 76ers. Hey, y'all, thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn helps, um, job helps you find a qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free. At linkedincom slash locked on That's linkedincom slash locked on to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Keith Pompey. This is my right hand man, John Mitchell. We're the host, co host of Locked On 76ers, and we have a lot to talk to you today. Tonight, the Sixers play the uh, New York Knicks. It's going to be a, a pretty good game. Um, but when I look at the Sixers and I get it, I do think that the Sixers do have the potential to be pretty good. I do think that they have the potential to be the number two team in the East, which I think if they're the number two team in the East, they're most definitely going to be the number two team in the NBA. Now that doesn't mean that they're going to get to the championship because I think that they're not better than Boston, but Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about is Joel Embiid having the best ever season of NBA history? And, and then we'll break down tonight's matchup between the Knicks. But Mitch, let me ask you. Go ahead, my brother. Do, do you think I'm crazy when I'm talking about how this the 76ers could be the second best team,
1: potentially wise? In I, I think in the Eastern Conference they can. I, I still I, I still get a nod to Denver above them um overall. And mm-hmm. I, I and I and is as good as but I am still not certain Denver at the end of the season if everybody is healthy and of course we still have a you know a change of seasons in a few months in between now and that time. But I I, I think that the Sixers I think to me they're can be the second best team in in the Eastern Conference. Um, uh, And I say that because, and you wrote about it, you know, that I think they have better depth. Now, again, we don't know what that roster is going to look like because of trade deadlines and what have you. Uh, But I I do think they, um, I mean, everybody, all the elite teams in the NBA are scoring, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. Milwaukee Bucks are scoring points, and they, as they should, with with Giannis and uh, and Dame Dame the Turnstile, uh, Lillard playing for them. But they, uh, it, I think, the difference is, you know, you know, Boston is scoring, and the Sixers are scoring. But you know, the Sixers are in Boston that are the only two teams who are in the top five in both defensive and offensive uh, efficiency. And if you look at the Bucks, they, they, they are not as good defensively as the Sixers or Boston so far um, just a few years, a few days into the new year. So I, I think that's going to be the determining factor, the, the defense in a very offensive-oriented league. Uh, and that being said, if this, you know as, as presently constructed, I think the 76ers are the second-best team in the East. I got him third overall. uh, And I I know we talked about those power rankings the other day. uh, And and some of the power rankings, both uh, ESPN.com and NBA.com, had them outside of the top five in the sixth position. Um, So, but, and and I think that that there's definitely above that. I think they're the second best team in the Eastern Conference. I take a circuitous route to get to my answer. (laughs)
0: No, that's all good. So like when I, when I'm saying right now, you know, in regards to them being the best, second best team, I I think that, you know, when we look at it right now, I'm looking at the Milwaukee Bucks. They, Mm -hmm. they got the second, they they regarded that they got the second best record in the Mm -hmm. NBA, second best record in the East, but the only team ahead of them are the Boston Celtics in the league. Right. Right. You know, um, Denver, I think, Denver is a good team now. They did pull off that nice win last night, Nikola Jokic, with that three pointer at the buzzer Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But my thing with them is, um, I honestly believe that uh, they lost some key people last year, right? Mm -hmm. Off of that team, and I feel like they they lost some glue guys, they lost some leadership. I know Nikola Jokic is a great leader, I get all that, but I'm talking about coming off of that bench and things like that. So I don't know if they're still going to be that same team. So I do think that, again, we're talking potentially. I think potentially the Sixers can come out and be the second best team. I mean, Mm -hmm. the thing about we talked about uh, Milwaukee is you look at it on paper and you did talk about Dame's defense. But last night they scored 20, like Dame, like it was kind of like the Milwaukee Bucks – was in a shootout with a bad the Spurs. Team. Yeah. A five win Spurs team. Yeah. Like five and 28. So they were in a shootout with that team. And then they bring Dane and Giannis back in with nine minutes left. And they proceeded to score, combine to score 25 of their team's last 26 points. Like, so I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself, like, wow. Like, Really, like this is what we're doing. Like, I mean, it got to a point where nobody else could step up. Now, again, Chris Middleton didn't play in the second half,
1: you know, stuff like that. But, but it's to and me that's what you're expected with him now. I mean, you never know, health wise, you never know what you're getting from him. It, yeah, exactly. But it's just to a point where you look at it and you say to yourself,
0: like, is this, this is what we're doing? Like, where's the basketball? I mean, like, this is honestly, you got two future Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. and that's what you're doing. Like, I mean, yeah. it's like relying heavily on them. So what happens is one of those guys get injured. What happens somebody's out. Right. And I just feel like the Sixers got just a deeper team than them. Now, again, Boston, in my opinion, I know you got Luka and Kyrie and you got all this other stuff, but for what they do, the Boston Celtics got the, the best backcourt, in my opinion. They I also have
1: – Huh? I saw, I saw you wrote that.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. they do. I mean, because you know, Drew Holiday, you covered him. He's the most underrated quality guy, good guy in the league, in my yeah. opinion. And yeah. Derek White is pretty good too, right? A really, a lot. yeah. Thank so him. when you look at everybody says Kyrie and Luca, but I think don't you got to get on the floor to do that, right? You got to be on the yeah. floor to play, right? Yeah. Um, and then I look at that, not just that starting lineup but bringing al horford off the bench as the sixth man i mean they got the best starting lineup and the best top six in the league so they, they do. Uh, that's where i'm at that's where i'm at
1: yeah that. yeah they um they they're, they're and I, you know you, you love the wings and i really love you know Derek white i've been paying a lot more attention to him the last two years and it's like you know if 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 i could start a backcourt – um I think Luca and Kyrie, you look at the star power, but you also look at a lot of the, you know, the window dressing, and a lot of distractions that come there. But, you know, Drew has been an, Drew, Drew, Holiday, quite frankly, is probably putting together a hall of fame career. You can make that argument. You know, he's, yeah. got, a, he's got an NBA championship. Um, he's a leader. He's been a leader since I covered him when he was a young guy um, out of UCLA. Um, so so I, I think Boston right now, you know, as, as we speak, is clearly the best team in the Eastern conference. And, and the Sixers are, you know, you know, you you don't want to sound a homer because you want to have some kind of, you know, static difference here, but it's kind of hard to look at particularly at the defensive end. You know, I I mean, the Sixers are number one in steals. I think they're, they're number one in deflections. They get in the lane. Joel's almost averaging two steals a game. So they, um, you know, they, they they're they're just better than that team defensively. And at some point we know in the season, particularly in the postseason, defense matters. Um all these things that we didn't expect the 76ers to do, um, you know, when when they had James Harden, they're, minus James Harden having have made having made that trade, they do those things. So uh yeah, it's just I can't push back on that, Keith. You know, I I think um you know, watching Giannis, Giannis does, does play with such force, um, and I, I don't know who to because to me, as great as Joel is, as great as regular season as he's, you know, in the process of crafting, um, I, I, I still need to see at some point I am going to need Joel to, you know, to, to play with force at the rim, um, and yeah, he's getting to the rim. He's not taking as many three pointers as he did last year, um, but I am going to need to see him play with some force at the rim. Which is why, you know, I I, I bring up uh Pascal Siakam is a guy that I like for this roster. If they do if they do in fact make a, a, a in season trade. Um but yeah, I I can't push back on him being number two. I, I I think Milwaukee will continue to improve. But to me, their question has always been Middleton, man. You know, he's, his his health is always it's always in question. Yeah, I I agree. His health is in question, and and I I just think
0: they're 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 not as um they're not as deep as they used to be. You know, what right. I mean? I just think I think the Sixers are are deeper team, you know, right now. But when we get back, we gotta talk about Joel and B. like, you know, is this the the greatest season in NBA history? You know, I, I think that when we people say that, there's a lot of recency bias. Yeah. Um, i mean you know a lot of recency bias mm-hmm. um but I mean, he's having a phenomenal year but you know we'll talk about that when we get uh back uh, at the start of the new year every small business owner is asking it themselves the same question what's the one move i can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024. LinkedIn jobs knows that your success All depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tool to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. LinkedIn isn't just another job. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So. Easy in fact that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. It's crazy. So what you need to do is post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I want to talk to y'all about better help, right? We love working with you. That's for um, helping us. Thanks for helping us stay within compliance. And this is a very important for our business, the BetterHelp team, right? Mm -hmm. The thing I like about BetterHelp, y'all, is like, you know, where else can you go, right? And, and, And get what you really need. I mean, seriously, you know, where else can you go to get what you really need? You know, the thing at BetterHelp is, you know, if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime with no additional charge. Right? So You visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked On Today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Locked On NBA. So, Mitch, um, what do you make of people saying this? is? And again, you know, I'm not hating on Joel. I think he's having a phenomenal year. I do believe that he's going to go down as one of the the greatest seasons. He's right now he's on pace to be the first player since Wilt Chamberlain to average more points than minutes played, which is ridiculous. Amazing. But do you think that this is the best season in NBA history?
1: Um if if the season's were 33 game seasons, yes. I would say yes. But the reality of it is, is we've got close to 50 games left in this um, in a regular season. Uh, and uh, Joel's having a phenomenal season. I mean, he's leading the league uh, in points um, when he's averaging uh, almost 12 rebounds a game. He's shooting the ball, I think, near about 54%. I um, he's blah. He's play He's given his best rim protection we made. We've seen on a consistent basis, um, but you know, and and, and I know that uh, you know that that got a lot of attention, um, because Patrick Beverly on his podcast said that you know, considering the players that he's played with and and the big men he's played with and the players he's seen play and. He actually compared that's you know the season that Joel's having to uh, to Michael Jordan. Um, I he didn't specifically say which season he's having. He, he I compared him as from being you know one of the greatest ever. And I just, I think that's a little premature, but you got to take into consideration some of the great seasons that have taken place. Um, and and I'll, I'll throw out a I'll, I'll throw out three. Uh, if you look at Shaquille O'Neal's nineteen ninety nine two thousand season, he was a scoring champion with 29.7 points per game. Uh, he averaged 13.6 boards per game. He blocked three uh, three shots per game, led the league in field goal percentage. But the key thing is uh, the hardware, um, the all-star game MVP, which I can, I can take it or leave it. That that's always been an overrated accolade to me, but he mm-hmm. did win the finals MVP that year. And he was MVP of the season. Um, uh, I, I'll, I'll reference Michael Jordan's 87-88 season. Uh, that year, Jordan averaged 35 points per game, he averaged 3.2 steals per game. Um, but he did and he didn't win an NBA championship, but the accolades were there. He was all NBA, he was all uh, NBA defensive team. He was the All-Star game's most valuable player, and he won the league MVP and defensive player of the year award and he was just twenty four years old. So I think, you know, that was the season that indicated, you know, was kind of the indicator that you know this league is his now for another dozen years or so. But of course, you know, it's he he didn't get to he didn't win a championship that year. The Bad Boys won a championship that year. And I think if you look at a third season, uh We would be remiss, obviously, after having talked about Wilt last year and not mentioning his 1961-62 season, uh, just his third season in the league, (laughs) Wilt scored 4,029 points uh, that year. That's a record that will still be in existence when everyone watching the podcast has gone on to heaven, hell, or any other afterlife location you have in mind. Uh, He averaged 50.4 points per game. Average fifty-four point four points per game in uh, fifteen games that year. With more than sixty points, he had fifteen games where he scored more than sixty points, and that included the uh, the record-setting one hundred he notched against the New York Knicks, uh, tonight's opponent, uh, on March second, nineteen sixty-two. And ironically, you're not uh, enough. That year he didn't win the MVP award, which I think is absolutely absurd and idiotic of the voters that year. Um, and maybe that's where the this Wilt Chamberlain, uh, anti-Wilt Chamberlain bias originated from because uh, that year Bill Russell was named the, the league MVP. So, you know, going back to our man, Joel, um, he's having a great season for, you know, for, for this era of basketball, for any era of basketball, he's having a great season. Um, and, but again, he's just, he's just 33 games into the season. And I, I need to see, you know, how the season plays out, man. I need to see the hardware from Joel before I'm, I'm even going to go there. I mean, because you know, last season was a phenomenal season, but I need to see some hardware. It's been 40 years since there was any hardware uh, and you know, real hardware for the 76ers. I think you know, last time uh, was that 1983? That's when folks were walking around here in sheepskins and gazelles. You know, um, it's been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So, so that's my take on that. Joel, you're having a great season, brother. And, 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 and fans of the 76ers should be happy, but it's this is about May. In June, that's what the season. That that's what this is about now. Seeing that there was no fall off after after the trades they made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean,
0: we'll yeah, it's we'll we'll see. We're gonna learn a lot more. But I agree with you a hundred percent. I do. But when we get back, y'all, we got to talk about the Knights game. I mean, against the New York Knicks. Um, you know, let's see, you know, it's, it's a rivalry. I mean, it's a rivalry. The Sixers have had success in it recently, but it's still a, a rivalry and and we'll, we'll learn some more about the Sixers, right? But, you know, mm-hmm. right now I wanna talk to y'all about Hungry Root, trying to eat a little healthier in 2024. Hungry Root is here to rescue you from short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Build healthy habits that won't disappear in February with hungry root. Whether you're braving a cold or dealing with crowds, grocery shopping this time of year is the worst. <laughs> Seriously, it's the worst. Yeah. Why not stay home? Ain't that crazy? People yeah. don't realize it. They're saying it's the worst time to do it. But well, why not stay home and let hungry root handle it? With Hungry Root, you can kickstart a week of healthy eating and get groceries delivered to you right to the door. Hungry Root makes it easier for everyone to eat healthy. We support all the major diets and lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, and other. If this applies to you or someone you know, please share how this helped with their your particular lifestyle. Right. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA channel listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Come on, you can't beat that, Mitch. Free life. veggies for life. So just go to HungryRoot.com to get 40% off your first delivery. Um, you get free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash locked on. Don't forget to use our link. So, so they know we sent you exactly. do it today, people <laughs> definitely do it today. So Mitch, what do you think about tonight's game with the Knicks?
1: I mean, I I, I like the Knicks after the trade. I, I don't think it puts them in the upper echelon yet. Um, but uh, you know the, the the Knicks had a two game winning streak. You know after getting a win over the um, after getting a win over the uh, Bulls and a nice win over the um, over the Timberwolves, who some people think are the first, second, and third best team in the NBA. Uh, we'll see. I think you know uh, you know Jalen Brunson now has a with with OG with the OG trade they, they they've they've improved. What they have, I mean, I, I think Jalen Brunson is one of the more underrated players in professional sports. I think he, I think he's, you know, has a good shot making that All Star team. We talk about guards making the Eastern Conference All Star All Star team. I think he's in that conversation. Um, uh, I, I also think that, um, you know, this this is uh, the, the Knicks. They we'll see. You know, I, I think they emerge better. After the trade, than they were before the trade. um Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Key.
0: No, no, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. I'm
1: agreeing with you. Go ahead. I'm agreeing. Yeah, with you. I, yeah. I think they emerged better. With it. And, and 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 it is a rivalry. You know, I know a lot of people. You know, you have to have some gray in your beard, like and your goatee, like me, to remember when it was a rivalry, or, or an all gray goatee now. But um, you know, it's it's, it's New York and Philly. And uh, th- that's always something you'll, you will you know, you'll, you'll have a, you know how it is, man. You'll have those New York fans all over Wells Fargo Center. You know, they'll, they'll be in attendance. Uh, so we'll see. You know, I, it's a team that you want to see just that the 76ers put down. I'd like to see Joel have a really good game against them. I'd like to see some other people have good games against them. And i like to see the Sixers beat the Knicks, I always have. Yeah, it's it's going to
0: be a good one. I mean, it's going to be a good one. And the thing about it is, it's crazy because, you know, you look at the Knicks, and they got more Philly dudes than than uh, than the Sixers. You know, yeah. I mean? like with the Villanova connection, or or people with ties to Philly, with the Villanova connection. And so yeah. that's going to be crazy. I mean, you look at last year; they the teams finished. Uh, they split two to two. They uh, they both you know won. At, at home and, and, and on the road, so it was it was one of those things. But you look at the all-time series, um, well, you know, the Knicks has had some success with the Sixers in the past, right? So, yeah. like you said, you talk about the, the Patrick Ewing games and all this. Now, the funny thing is the, the Knicks were coming off a victory. You know, they, they defeated the Chicago Bulls in their last game, 116-100. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Julius Randle had 35 points. Um, Isaiah Harkenstein had 20 rebounds. Yeah. And, and and Brunson had 13 assists. Now, the thing is, you 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 have a feeling that no offense to Isaiah, but I would love to see him get 20 boards against Joel, right? Yeah, about that. <laughs> but but the crazy part is he did that against Andre Drummond. So, it's like, when you think about it, you're like, well, maybe I need to give the guy a little bit more credit. (laughs) But, but. um,
1: Drummond's still the best rebounder
0: in the league. Yeah, man. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's the best pure rebounder in the league. He's a beast. I mean, the thing about Drummond is when we talk about that trade, and he was a throw-in when they got James Harden, Mm -hmm. sometimes you look at it and you say to yourself, man, oh, man.
1: Did they mess that one up? You know uh, wouldn't what I mean? Did be they nice. mess that one up? Huh? Yeah. Wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be a nice – he's a perfect – back. he was a perfect backup center. I mean, I thought Dwight Howard was a great backup center for for, for the, for the Sickers when he was here. Um, of course, that was a Ben Simmons blunder year. Um, but, yeah, yeah, uh, he's was their best backup center, and, and you would love to have him now in that role. Uh, yeah, drumming. no doubt. No doubt. I mean, definitely. I mean, now here's
0: the thing. This team has some length, a little bit of length. But they have Mm -hmm. – they got Dante DiVincenzo as the starting two guard, 6'5", Villanova. Jalen Brunson, the point guard, 6'2", Villanova. And then they got OG Obanovi. He's the uh, 6'7", small forward, 6'7", 240. Now, they got him listed as a – a forward guard right so yeah. they got them playing a the wing then you got julius randall 6'9 253 um and then you got harkenstein uh 7'1 264 so they mm-hmm. have some length now you know uh they have some length um coming off the bench i mean on the bench too. So they got uh a jericho sim 6'10 Todd Gibson, well, you know, he's not really playing them at 6'10", you know, stuff like that. But, you know, but I think they got a long athletic team. But and and the funny part is they were struggling mightily, man, before they yeah. made the trade. They lost three, yeah. uh, you know, four of their last five. And then they won back to back games since they made the trade. So we'll see. It's going to be a test for the Sixers to see it, with, you know, what they can do.
1: You know, I do think – I mean, I I, I know know Tibbs is a guy covering – I remember covering him when he was coaching Chicago. And Tibbs can get a team. They march behind him for a minute, and then they seem to tail off from him. But I think OG is the kind of player he likes. uh, And to get him at this point in the season, I I, I, I think that he's going to do a good job coaching that team because OG is going to give him the things. He's going to play defense. Um, He's going to go to the rim. He's going to, you know, step out, shoot his three. So I think they will, that's a team that I think that will improve throughout the season. Yeah, they will. But look, y'all, we want to thank y'all for listening um, uh,
0: to this podcast. You know, this podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast, but you can also go to our YouTube channel, Locked On 76ers YouTube. When you do that, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell, you become a new subscriber and you get notifications. But, we want to thank y'all. Uh, make sure you watch tonight's game. We'll be back on Monday. And, um, you know, we, we'll recap what happened this weekend. They have a game tonight. They also have a game on, on Saturday. So uh, we'll recap both games on Monday morning for you. But we want to thank y'all. I want y'all to know to have a
1: blessed day. And Peace. survive this blizzard that they say is coming. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> it's crazy. Eh? <laughs> Peace. <laughs>